Yo, what is up, everybody? Today's episode is called the Passover Lamb, but I've decided to divide it up into a few separate sections because it's really talking about why we say Jesus is our Passover Lamb. So the first section is going to be what did the Bible tell us about Passover? Then why do why does the Bible call Jesus the Passover Lamb of God? How does Jesus become the Passover Lamb? And what did Jesus say when he did Passover with his disciples? And those are the four main things that we are going to talk about this episode. But before we get into it, just want to say a quick word of prayer to invite the Holy Spirit and invite God to take over this episode. All right. Heavenly God, Heavenly Gracious Father, we want to thank you for this day that you have a lot of joy, dear God. Thank you for the blessings that you have given to us, dear God. Now as we dive into your word and into this um, study, dear God, help us to understand and really grow closer to you, dear God. Bless us and keep us in your precious name. I do pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Right. If we look at first John verses 29, I'm sorry, if you look at John 1 verse 29, John the Baptist saw Jesus coming and he said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. John, who was often been called the forecomer or the forerunner, knew that Jesus was sent into the world to deliver humanity. To deliver humanity other times the bible explains that jesus was not only the lamb of god but he was the perfect passover lamb but what does it mean what does jesus being a passover lamb have to do with saving us so that's what we're going to find out today so like i said there are four categories and we're going to start off with category number one What did the Bible tell us about the Passover? Well, Passover was is a Jewish holiday. It's a Jewish custom and it's where the where Jews they sacrifice a lamb and they feast basically. Um Passover was first established or shown in Exodus 12 during the um plagues. God gave Moses instructions on what the feast of Passover would look like, and the Passover became a permanent part of Israel's religious worship. So it's a Christian staple that we have as as such. In Exodus, God instructed Moses to tell the congregation that Passover would be like the first month of the year to them they would they were to take one a one-year-old lamb without blemish or without spots and sacrifice it this was to come commemorate their exodus from god from egypt sorry this was just to reassure them basically of the of them escaping out of egypt or getting out of egypt um at this time God had sent the angel of death and the Jewish people were instructed to put blood on the doorpost 
so that the death so that the angel of death would pass over their houses so the passover is a is a memorial or a um reminder that god has delivered us as a people from egypt and the feast is a reminder of the grace of god okay so god gave moses specific instructions on how people how we were supposed to conduct ourselves during past during the passover um celebration and exactly what we were supposed to do we were supposed to kill a year old lamb and it had to be a male lamb separated from sheep and goats okay around this time also pharaoh was so was in a fickle cuz even though god had forced his hand he tried to stop israel from flown fleeing sorry once he realized what he did um and just a little backstory and i'll probably do an episode on the story of moses so that you guys could really start to understand why moses is such a big staple in the community of christianity and of israel and all that stuff um Pharaoh the Israelites were basically slaves to the Egyptian gods, the Egyptian army, all of that stuff. The Egyptians, they were slaves to the Egyptians. Um, so they were what we would call the lower class and the Egyptians were the upper class. Okay? Um So Pharaoh was, wanted to stop Moses and God's people from escaping, from fleeing. And as I said, this memorial, this um, Passover happened during and after. It was something that constantly reminded them that God has delivered them from their enemies and also to show that God is graceful. God even gave... Um, instructions on how Israel Israel was supposed to educate their generations about the purpose of Passover. The Lord told Moses in Exodus 12 verse 27 that ye shall say it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt when he sought when he smart the Egyptians or sought the Egyptians and delivered our houses so um because that's the KJV version and sometimes the KJV version could be a little confusing especially to us younger folks um so what it's saying here is just that you you're supposed to tell the children exactly what happened God was the Passover lamb is a sacrifice and you and it was to show that we were ch that we are children of God in Israel in Egypt. We were children of Israel in Egypt, so that the pass so that um the angel of death would pass over the houses, okay? Because it wasn't there for them. It wasn't there for the Israelites. It was there for the Egyptians. But God wanted to make sure 
that who he was saving believed in him. Okay. And that brings me to the end of section one, where it says, what did the Bible tell us about the Passover? Now we're going to dive into section two, where it says, why does the Bible call Jesus the Lamb of God? So, John talks about Jesus being the Lamb of God, but he's not the only one. After his death and resurrection, one of his disciples, Philip, explains to an Ethiopian that Isaiah 53 verse 7 also speaks about him. So the prophet Isaiah, which is at the time, it, which was before Jesus. So he said that Jesus was, the pas- was going to be the Passover, the Lamb of God, before he was said to be. Before um, Jesus even came, basically. And Isaiah 53 verse 7 says, He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before his shears is dumb, before her shears is done. So he openeth not his mouth. Basically all of 53 is foreshadowing how Jesus came to earth and suffered our afflictions. He was dis He was despised by man, acquitted with grief and bored with our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. Jesus became the lamb for us, the same Passover lamb that we were talking about with no blemish. There were there are no more sacrifices of sheep, goat, or lambs. That, uh, that work was finished on the cross. Because Jesus sacrificed himself on Calvary, we can be saved. It was a sacrifice because God did not have to send him. Since Jesus is one with the Father and the Holy Ghost, he agreed to be the Lamb so that humanity might be saved. Since humanity was created, we have been on a downward spiral. The blood of Jesus has been made. And when it says that we have been on a downward spiral, it's talking about straight from the jump. After God created Adam and Eve, things got out of hand. Um, Adam and Eve sinned. They got kicked out of the garden. We had to face death all this stuff and then um god had to wipe the earth cain and abel committed the first murder um cain killing his brother abel then esau and jacob creating the first thief stealing his birthright so a lot of things got really crazy when it came to the human race and then god ended up wiping us out but sin still crept back in some way somehow and here we are today And then there's where it was where God had to come and die on Calvary, sacrifice himself on Calvary so that we could be saved. Now, that was just the end of why does the Bible call Jesus the Passover lamb? But how did Jesus become the Passover lamb? And I kind of touched on it before, but Jesus basically became a Passover lamb or the Passover lamb. 
because of his humility. Everyone is not Jewish and not to privy, pri yeah, privy to tradition established by God through Moses for the Jewish people. Jewish people have to keep the Passover. They have, they have to eat unleavened bread during this particular season. They have to keep part, um, Passover forever until Jesus dies because God commanded it. And they trust him. He made a covenant with Abraham. Jesus came as a Passover lamb. Therefore, God cut a covenant with humanity anew. Now, all you have to do is confess with your heart that Jesus is real and that you believe that he is the son of God. Everything has made been, everything has been made simple for us. You have to get baptized. You have to get baptized as a symbolic as a symbolic way of showing the remission of your sins if you are not if you are not somewhere to get baptized that's okay because God says his commandments are not grievous um baptism is just a public statement to being um to saying that you are a Christian. And I used to have the question of, if I say I'm a Christian, do I have to get baptized? And the person that I asked it to, they said it in such a way that it's like, wow, that's true. Cause if you really truly want to live like Christ, you'll get baptized. And why would, why would you get baptized? Because Christ did it. And like I said, if you truly want to live like him, you'll do everything that he did so that you can earn that so that you can say that I lived the way Christ lived right so that's the whole reason why it says if you have not been baptized that's alright because if you truly want to be Christian if you truly love God or want to be um have a Christ like character as you say you do you will end up being baptized. And this is all from a um, Seventh-day Adventist point of view because I'm a Seventh-day Adventist. All right, so. So today, I I just want to pray that you guys get a revelation of all that Jesus suffered so that you will be appreciate and take advantage of the benefits, right? I just hope. That's the whole reason I started this podcast, so that people that don't know Christ can know Christ through the eyes of a 16-year-old kid. And however old I will be by the time I um, continue the podcast, because as a friend says, sometimes we overcomplicate the Bible and we also oversimplify the Bible. But it is a simple process to get to God. It's just that it's a lot of work that comes with it. Um, and I'm so glad to announce that the Steps to Christian Maturity series is up and running. Um, it is up. I'm working out some kinks on the last live that I did, which is the recap. Because I had a few issues. I did something that I... Probably should have done more research on before I did it. Um, 
So I'm trying to work out what I could do to fix that. But that's besides the point. Now I'm finished the how did Jesus become the Passover lamb? And now I'm gonna talk about what Jesus said when he did Passover with his disciples. Matthew 26 talks about Jesus giving an example of Holy Communion during the Last Supper. This is also a reference to um, Jesus's Passover with his disciples. As Seventh-day Adventists, we don't call it Passover. We call it Communion. And while I was reading this, I was kind of figuring out as Seventh-day Adventists, why don't we take Communion? But now it makes sense. We call it I mean, why don't we take care, take part in Passover? But now it all makes sense that we call it communion and they call it Passover. Other religions call it Passover. Again, I want to state that Passover is just a memorialism of the flight of Israel from Egypt, the escape, the fleeing from Egypt. The Lord's Supper or communion represents how we are to partake of this often we excuse me sorry we show remembrance of the lord's body sacrificed on calvary and the blood of lamb of the lamb shed for the redemption of our sins Because, oh, I'm sorry, hold on. Because of Jesus' death on the cross, the work for us to be f saved is finished. Jesus has paid that debt, so we no, so we don't have to pay for it. Clarence J. Haynes puts it best. He says the Bible describes. Jesus' shed blood doing particular things, protecting us from evil, from the devil's accusations, covering us from judgment, purifying us of our sins, giving us access to the holy of holies. And I said the Bible, but what he's talking about is the sacrifice that God did. So all we have to do is just claim Jesus as our Lord and our Savior. Okay. Now I'm gonna talk just a slight bit about um what it says about we show remembrance of the Lord's body sacrificed on Calvary and the blood of the Lamb shed for the remission of sins. And um basically what this is saying, what that line is talking about, it's not saying that we actually cut off a piece of God's body and eat it or we drain some of his blood and drink it. No, it's talking about um for us we do grape juice and unleavened bread. For others they do wine and unleavened bread cuz um in the last supper that is what the Bible says that Jesus drank wine with his disciples and broke bread with them, unleavened bread. And unleavened bread is just um bread that is that has no ri rising agent in it no yeast so it doesn't rise um and for a while i had this misconception that you can't have unleavened bread because when communion comes around 
bro, that unleavened bread be tasting good. But um, what makes it so holy that after we have done communion, why they have to throw it away or bury it somewhere is the blessing. So as long as you aren't praying over it like for communion and stuff you can eat unleavened bread on a regular basis ain't nothing wrong with it at least as far as i know i could be wrong somebody else could disagree with me and um honestly i'm, I'm looking forward to that so if you're on youtube you could leave me that comment down below and educate me all right but that's the end of this week's episode talking about the passover lamb and like i said we talked about what the bible tells us about passover how it all started then we talked about why jesus is called the lamb of god and also why how he became the passover lamb and then lastly we talked about what jesus said when he did pass over with his disciples. Alright. And um. Just in case you. Still missed what he said. Um, He was just saying that. We are to do this regularly. And we are to do this in remembrance of him. And what he has done for us. Alright. So. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. I hope to see y'all next week. And have a happy Easter. Peace out.